Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome into the Maze and Brew post game show after um, an embarrassing effort, an unacceptable effort, and a game that sort of feels like a bit of a turning point for the Jim Harbaugh era at Michigan. Michigan goes into Madison, Wisconsin, takes on the Wisconsin Badgers, loses 35 14, went down 35 0 right off the bat. Uh, well, it was 28-0 at the half. Wisconsin was able to extend that lead into the second half, and then Michigan scored a couple of garbage touchdowns late in the game. I'm Anthony Broom, uh, the team site producer and manager of mazeandbrew.com. Flying solo today. Trevor Woods uh, is usually with me, but has been under the weather all week. And it's a solo outing. And I don't know if a second person's even really needed here on this episode because I think what I have to say and I think what the fan base feels is something that really might not need to be debated all that much. This was embarrassing. This was disgusting. This was inexcusable and the word I kept using on social media and on on, uh, the website, indefensible. Not just this game, but the goodwill, any goodwill, any shred of respect or goodwill that may have still been there for Jim Harbaugh, as far as I'm concerned, is gone. Because what happened? His team came out again, got punched in the mouth right off the bat again, shot itself in the foot on the first offensive drive of the game, 
again. It's a team with no fire, a team with no heart, and a team that looks like it's not all that concerned about playing for its head coach right now. Let alone competing for a Big Ten title. <laughs> that That's a joke. Let's go through the box score here really quick before we get into some of the takeaways. 203 yards on the ground, 23 carries, two touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor. He was magnificent. Can't take that away from him. He's a Heisman contender. If I had a vote and you had to give one out after four weeks, he's that guy for me. 140-some-odd yards in the first quarter, the two touchdowns. The 72-yard one kind of was the one that broke this one wide open. Jack Cohn, Wisconsin's quarterback, 13 to 16, 128 yards. Wasn't asked to do a whole lot. Didn't need to do a whole lot. Jonathan Taylor was hurt for what seemed like half of this game was cramping or whatever was going on. Didn't need him. Wisconsin ran for 359 yards on the day. 359. This comes, what, 10 days after Don Brown said after Army that he was happy for this Michigan defense to get back to playing teams that they sort of reflected more of what they're going to see in Big Ten play. Well, guess what? If this is reflective of what we're going to see in Big Ten play, this might be a 7 or 8 win football team. Defensive effort was horrible. Offensive effort was even worse. And right now, for as thorough and as embarrassing as that was, and a lot of these losses have been in the Jim Harbaugh era, especially in these last two or three years, in a lot of ways, this was the most embarrassing of them all. Given that you did not look good the first two games of the year. You had a bye week to prepare for Wisconsin. Wisconsin is not, this is not preparing for the triple option. This is a pretty straightforward power-based attack. And you know what they did out of you, to do? They beat the piss out of you on both sides of the ball. In the trenches. If this isn't the first year of the Jim Harbaugh era, fine. Team's got work to do. We'll get better. Year two, okay. Team's got work to do. Get his own guys in there. This is year five. And I don't want to hear that this is a team that is young and inexperienced. This is a very talented football team. You've got four all Big Ten caliber guys on the offensive line. I know you lost a lot on defense. What happened today just can't happen. No push from the interior. Linebackers and safeties not filling the gaps they need to fill. And the most disheartening thing out of all of it, offense, defense, coaching, whatever, everything that the haters of Jim Harbaugh and the program had, that they had to say in, you know, over the summer, and even if you go back a few years, All of it is 100% true. This is a soft football team. This is an undisciplined football team. This is a poorly coached football team. In year five, with the money that they're throwing around, and I know they're making a lot of money, and that's all fine and good, and we'll get to that soon. But this is not a championship caliber product. This might not even be an eight-win outfit they currently have here. So what a coaching staff is supposed to do 
is put your players in position to succeed. Yet what we continue to see is a staff and a team that shoots itself in the foot, that loves the self-inflicted wounds, and it continues to haunt them. If that's just a vacuum of one game, that's fine. I mean, things happen. They don't all go your way. But when it happens in almost every game that you play, especially the big games, how is that not coaching? How is that not on Jim Harbaugh? The biggest example I can give of this is, so right off the bat in this game, Wisconsin, Wisconsin walks right down the field. Score. 7-0 right off the bat. Okay, fine. No matter what the defense did, the offense is going to have to score. Going to have to play well. Right off the bat, you get a sixty-yard or sixty-eight-yard pass from Shea Patterson to Ronnie Bell. Okay, nice play by Patterson. Ronnie Bell works over to the sideline, finds an opening, takes it up the sideline. Bam! You're right there in scoring position. Is your first offensive play of the game. From there, your next three plays went. You took a timeout. Patterson next had a ball, I think it was to Nico Collins. I'd have to go back and look. A little bit high in the end zone. The very next play, and this is the most... This was the day in a nutshell. And you kind of got the feeling the wheels were going to fall off after this. Ben Mason has been repping with the defensive tackles throughout all of fall camp. Played with defensive tackles the first two weeks of the year. And listen, I know Zach Charbonnet played. Something's clearly not right there. True Wilson didn't make the trip, so you didn't have him today. So you're a little thin at the running back spot. But you still have Christian Turner. You still have Ben Van Summeren. You still have Hassan Haskins. And this is literally the fourth offensive snap of the game. Ben Mason comes out on the field. Converted fullback to defensive tackle, who's in there at running back. Generally a guy who's been pretty good in short yardage situations in his Michigan career. From like seven yards out, you run him out of the shotgun. Fumble. Wisconsin football. It was exactly like that Ben Van Summeren play from the Army game. You lean on a guy in a situation he's not used to. Ball security problems or not, that sucks that they lost another fumble. It does. But that's karma. That is karma incarnate. This is the type of overthinking and lunacy that that drives us absolutely batty about Jim Harbaugh. Doesn't matter if it's Tim Drevno or if it's been Pep Hamilton or if it's Harbaugh or Gaddis or whoever. That is a very unique type of egotistical call. And let's talk about this offense really quick because whatever, regardless of how you feel about how Michigan's offense has been under Jim Harbaugh, I think it was like the 30th most efficient offense in the nation last year. It did not need a total overhaul. It needed a philosophical change. It needed, hey, we've got three pretty good wide receivers. Maybe instead of running the ball here, let's go three wide and let's use these guys. 
I don't know if they put in a new scheme or, or, or I know they're doing some different things, but they don't have an identity right now. And this coaching staff is not even giving their players a chance to make a play. Notice how when the ball started moving late in that game, who was catching the ball? Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tariq Black, Nico Collins. So after that fumble to start the game, I mean, it was Badgers would score the next four touchdowns, go up uh, 35-0. And you'd think it was 28-0 at the half. You would think that you just got punched in the mouth. Where's the fight? Where's the fire? This team comes out flatter, flatter than a pancake in the second half. Whatever Jim Harbaugh said in the locker room went over like a fart in church. No fire, no heart, no execution. And this is something we've seen, you know, somewhere along the line they lost that fire. If you want to say maybe it was in the the 2016 season when they lost to Iowa. Listen, I know they've rolled some horrible football teams. That's fine. You can play the bully. But whenever they whenever they go up against someone that is their equal, they get punched in the mouth. And that tail goes between their legs. If your players aren't loose and ready to play in those games often, that is on coaching. Through four plus seasons of Jim Harbaugh, the only expectation that you have exceeded as a program is that is that you can find a new low to hit. I think to a certain extent, this is more embarrassing than Ohio State last year. That one was bad, but got away from them in historic fashion. This one, you never even got off the bus. Outcoached by Paul Christ and Wisconsin. That team's probably going to win the West, but when they get to Indy and play Ohio State, because Ohio State is winning the East, they'll lose by three touchdowns. You watch. Players have to execute and get the job done. I, I get that. But how are they supposed to do that if they don't have any confidence in the system that's being run or who's calling the plays or whatever? To me, this does not look like a team right now that's willing to fight for its head coach or fight for themselves. Forget forget the head coach. For themselves. I know they're young in, in a lot of spots, but... This is a pretty this is an upperclassman laden group that's been through a lot of BS at Michigan. 2017, 2018. Some of them were on the 2016 team. What Paul Christ in, in Wisconsin did today, hats off to them. Those guys coached their rear ends off all week and they went for the jugular. They don't respect you. They didn't respect you going for it on fourth down. You gotta earn that respect, and Michigan doesn't deserve it right now. It's disheartening, guys. A team living by the skin of its teeth, first two weeks of the year. You think that'd be enough of a wake-up call? You th- you would think that the Army game was the gut check. And I see them calling this gut check game. Oh, this is a gut check game for us. The gut check was two weeks ago, heading into the bye week. What did you do for two weeks? 
This is embarrassing. Michigan on Saturday, to me, looked worse than any game they had during that 2017 year. As hopeless as they could possibly look, that's what they looked like on Saturday. With much better talent, mind you. And I know what they're going to say. Our goals are still ahead of us. We still control our own destiny, yada, 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 yada. This was concerning, guys. Not concerning. It was damning. And I think something we saw is even like the most reserved people on Michigan social media, some of the pundits, what have you, people have been like, ah, I know things aren't great, but let's wait and see. I've been in that camp. A lot of other people have been in that camp. Kind of feels like we've been a minority, but I think most of those people just kind of sit back and don't talk. I saw a lot of those people like me where Saturday was their breaking point. And I think I, I'm in that camp. And it's not it's not hot take or, or emotionally fueled because I was numb during that entire game. I wasn't screaming or getting pissed at Jim. Jim Brady's, by the way, shout out to those people. Excellent showing today. Michigan fans came out, had a good time. Awesome venue. Awesome people. You guys were awesome. I'll say awesome one more time. Michigan's not going to win the Big Ten, you guys. And right now, they're probably going to get steamrolled by Ohio State. And that's going to make it five years without anything significant or important. And those reports, again, can come out. Oh, we're happy with, you know, Jim builds the program the right way and we're making a lot of money and yada, yada, yada. Hard to beat the cheaters and Michigan's building a clean program. The cheaters are not the problem. Other teams offering money is not the problem. You are the problem. You cannot stay out of your own way. For whatever reason. You recruit fine. Yeah, you've had misses here and there. Self-inflicted wounds are murdering this team and this program. And I don't know what the fix is. Jim Harbaugh doesn't seem to have that fire anymore. Maybe his second act is just, it is what it is. My problem is this. Say what you will about Harbaugh bringing Michigan back. And and like, you are an 8, 9, 10 win program every year now. And that's fine. That's respectable. But at nine million bucks a year, I'm willing to bet I can go out and find someone worth half that that at least have their team come out to a game fired up and looking ready to play. Because I feel like that's more than half the battle. Football doesn't seem fun to anyone in this program. Not Jim Harbaugh, not the players. You only get so many of these per year, and it just seems like they're kind of taking it for granted. So the way I see it, guys, there are two ways to go about this here. Because I know there's the Fire Harbaugh people, and I know there's the defenders out there. So there's two schools of thought here before we take a quick break. You can either A, realize that this is simply what Michigan is and what they're going to be. Haven't won the Big Ten in 15 years. 
have one national title since 1948, whatever it is. You'll win your nine or ten games, but you're not the national power or this elite program that you expect to be. You're just not. You're just a program that makes a lot of money. So you need to have that conversation with yourself and look in the mirror. Or, and this is a big one too, if you're truly upset with where things are heading, where things are at, you don't spend another dime on this program. Because as long as they make as long as they're making money, Jim Harbaugh's not going anywhere if he doesn't leave on his own terms. So when you pay that forty dollars to go tailgate on the golf course, when you buy tickets for your wife and kids, when you buy them their hot dog or their pretzel or whatever they bother you for at the game, you are complicit in this. When you spend an entire paycheck's worth of, you know, money on MDEN gear. You are complicit in this. So that's the decision you kind of have to to make on your own. I can't tell you what to do. I have a few more takeaways to share here. Uh, Just some odds and ends things and and we'll wrap up. I mean, there's, there's nothing I can tell you about this game that you don't already know. It was a joke. But we're going to take a quick break. I'll be back to wrap things up in a minute. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And we are back here on Maze and Brews Michigan football post-game reaction podcast, post-game show, whatever you want to call it. I'm Anthony Broom, team site producer, managing editor, flying solo today. So we talked about kind of the state of the program. I have a few more odds and ends things that I do want to address before um, before we close this out here. Michigan kind of feels like they have a little bit of a quarterback problem. Do they not? And how fitting is it? Listen, Shea Patterson was terrible again. 14 for 32, 219 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And mind you, those a lot of that was chunk plays at the end of the game. He was benched after halftime when you're down 28-0. The only reason he was back in the game is because... 
surprise, a promising young quarterback went to Madison and got his bell rung and got pulled out of the game. And that's not to say Dylan McCaffrey was very good either. Three for eight, 40 yards, three carries, 21 yards. I mean, I guess you can kind of credit him for the, the first scoring drive. Or Yeah, in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Shea Patterson comes in and finishes that off. But man, oh man. He's probably concussed and cussed, concussed badly. So you probably won't see him for a few weeks, which is a bummer because honestly, right now is the time to, if you were going to make a quarterback change and go to McCaffrey... The second half of this game, heading into next week against Rutgers, and then you play Iowa, and then you play Illinois. That was going to be the time to get someone else's feet wet. Shea Patterson is not the guy. Period. I mean, what else do you need to see? I know the entire offense is broken, but I think when you lose it, you you, you have such a hard time getting it back, especially with the pressure that's on all these guys. You just need to make one play, one throw. You score on that first drive of the game where you fired high to Nico Collins. I believe that's who it was. It's a totally different ball game. Maybe your defense settles. I think the most frustrating thing of all of it is much like, you know, we've talked about Michigan State and wasting a historically good defense with a bad offense, which, mind you, they destroyed Northwestern on Saturday. Michigan might be in danger of wasting three of the best, the best wide, wide, I can't talk, the best wide receiver trio they've ever had. Nico Collins, Tariq Black, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones had one catch for five yards. Nico Collins, Tariq Black, six catches combined. Ronnie Bell got screwed, and the officiating in the first half that's something else that totally changes the outlook of the game. Nice long catch he had. Sports Center top 10 type of play. Yanked off the board. Because the officials had their head up their rectum. Ridiculous. A momentum changer. Now good teams have to overcome that. Michigan has not proven itself capable of doing that. Tom Brown. Where do I start with Don Brown? Don Brown, for as interesting a guy that he is, that just ain't it, boss. That effort, no. No, 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 no. Can we develop an interior defensive line presence at all? Haven't had one since Maurice Hurst. Undisciplined linebacker play. Michigan conceded early in the week that they weren't going to be able to stop a guy like Jonathan Taylor, and boy, they sure as hell didn't try to. Even when he was out of there, the next wave of Wisconsin backs comes in. It's like it doesn't even matter. They were excited about playing a straight-up power team that they felt they were prepared to play against. Well, guess what? You got your pants pulled down around your ankles. 
That was embarrassing. You got pushed around on both sides of the ball. If this is if this type of stuff continues with Don Brown, listen, you've got a guy, in my opinion, and Chris Partridge who, first of all, you need to keep him around for recruiting's sake. But that's your next defensive coordinator. Don Brown's defenses bully bad teams to the point where, yeah, those those defensive statistics look pretty pretty damn good at the end of the year. Not good enough in big games. Rarely good enough in big games. I'm not going to do the thing where I move the goalposts on big games. There's a good chance if Michigan had found a way to even win this game, people would have said Wisconsin's overrated, it wasn't a big game. Well, whatever, I guess. There's next to nothing to take out of this, honestly. I'm surprised we've even gone, you know, almost almost a half hour. And a lot of it's restating stuff that I wrote at the website. We can check out mazeandbrew.com. But I've I'm not gonna straight up call for the guy to get fired, Jim Harbaugh. I don't know who re- would replace him, but guess what? There are a lot of schools that uh, that find people that don't have to just fire the money cannon. And maybe he can still figure it out. That 2016 Penn State team got trucked at the big house. Won the Big Ten after that. Didn't lose until the Rose Bowl. I don't see that with this team. But I think at least they have a couple games coming up. Rutgers, obviously, that's a that's a slump buster if I've ever seen one. Iowa will, will be tough. Illinois is on the road. I mean, anytime you go on the road, shoot. I mean, Michigan just doesn't seem to play well on the road at all anymore. So... You probably go 3-0 in those games, heading into what I would assume will wind up being a night game at Penn State. Another place where, hey, is the moment going to be too big for us? Who knows? But, I mean, right now, I can't pick them to beat Penn State on the road. I can't pick them to beat Notre Dame. Can't pick them to beat Michigan State, quite frankly. If you're going to get beaten that soundly in the trenches. And Ohio State, forget it. It's the game by which this program measures itself. And um, I'm not moving the goalposts on that expectation. You have to find a way to beat Ohio State. It would be so like them, though, to be like 8-3 and three going into that game, out of the Big Ten title picture, and then win it. So it's like, then you can say you beat Ohio State, but you haven't done anything else. I guess we got to just root for the small victories at this point. Just get better this week. That's all you can really do. But if... um, I understand the negativity. I really do. And I think a lot of you guys are justified in feeling the way you do. I won't do personal attacks. I won't... You know, we have to answer for, the, you know, some of these people, and you know who I'm talking about, they can spout off and run their mouths on social media, report stuff that's not factual or half-truths, and they never have to go down there and face the, the music for that. We have to. 
So we'll be cool about it. It's nothing personal. I like Jim Harbaugh as a guy. I like the assistant coaches as guys. Players are pretty great as well. Really nice kids. There's a lot of money on the line right now. A lot of resources being pumped into some. A te- there are a lot of there are a lot of Michigan teams on campus in other sports that don't obviously don't bring any money, but they deliver Big Ten titles and things like that. But when your flagship program is fails to do that, but it's fine because just because they make you money, I have a problem with that. I don't know what I don't know what the answer is. It's concerning as hell. I'm not gonna lie to you. And I can't sit here and tell you that, yeah, they'll get rolling the next three weeks and figure it out and they'll be, you know, ten and one heading into the Ohio State game. Because I don't see that right now. I don't I don't understand people that say, Oh, this team will only win four, five, six games. That's kind of ridiculous. They'll probably have five wins before uh you know, before the end of October. But man, oh man. They don't make it easy on themselves, that's for sure. I think I've said about all I can say on this game. Uh, we'll have more coverage on it throughout the weekend, heading into next week, heading into the Rutgers game. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. Follow the website on Twitter at Maze and Brew. Like us on Facebook. Find, Give us a follow on Instagram. You can listen to our podcast Monday through Friday, wherever you get your shows, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Megaphone. That's going to do it for us. Michigan loses 35-14 in their Big Ten opener. Got Have Rutgers at home next week and a lot of things to work on in the next week or so. Quick turnaround. So that'll do it for us. We'll talk to you again next time.